Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Recovery Club. I am your podcast host Emily Donaher and today's episode is one I'm surprised I haven't filmed sooner because of how like important this topic is and how universally experienced this topic is. Now before I get into anything disclaimer I'm not a medical professional I cannot diagnose or give any girl medical advice I can simply just advise you based on my own personal experience and research and also trigger warning I will be talking about eating disorders in quite some depth I make sure it's a safe space but again if you're not feeling like listening to a whole podcast about eating disorders click off now as I do in every single episode I give you a brief of my week it had been very chaotic to say the least. Now, I work full time. Well, the last two weeks I've meant to be, I've meant to be working full time. I work in a hospital. I explained this in my last podcast episode if you listened. And um, yeah, long story short, I went into work Monday. It was great. It was fine. Tuesday morning I woke up. Mm, I had a stomach bug. So for the last three days I have been in bed in agony dealing with a stomach bug. Now, if you don't know what stomach bug is, it's like a stomach virus. So like, not very good symptoms, let's just say that. And it's been hell. It's also been quite hard to manage emotionally because, I mean, I've experienced in my eating disorder some, uh, I did have a purging addiction. And so when I'm sick, it's very difficult. When I'm naturally sick, it's very difficult to manage. But also, I struggle with a type of emetophobia. So, I don't have a fear of being sick. I have a fear of feeling sick. I have a fear of um, sickness bugs. That's my main thing. So, it's been a very big challenge this week. Um, I'm trying to keep my energy up for this podcast episode, but honestly, I just feel drained. And emotionally, it's been very challenging the last couple of days. I think it's because I've had a lot of time to myself, a lot of time to think and lie in bed and just think about things. It's been very challenging and I think one thing I've been feeling a lot lately is guilty and not for eating or anything like that but I feel guilty because a lot of my, a lot of the people close to me right now are struggling with their own things and I take it personally, which sounds very selfish, and it is, (laughs) but the thing is, I care so much about people, but sometimes it's too much, and sometimes it can be selfish in a way, and I realised I do have a saviour complex. Now, I don't know if you know what a saviour complex is, it's, it's quite, it's something I never even heard of until recently, but it's when you feel like you can save people, it's when you feel like people need your help constantly and I guess that's why I have a podcast so I guess it's a good thing in the sense that I have a podcast just because I want to help people but it's just it does come from childhood I mean I grew up being my mum's mum in a sense for issues I don't really want to get into but I felt like I had to parent her and look after her and I felt that's what my role was and that's what I was good for that's what I was loved for and so now I've grown up with the conception that I am just someone to help people and that sounds good it sounds like oh that's so cool whatever it's not good because the thing is in all my past relationships it has been the reason why we ended up breaking up because I take it personally when people don't get better or I take it personally when people are struggling 
because I think I have failed them, I think that I haven't done what's good, and I feel like I sort of look at people as projects to try and fix, and that is me being very honest, because I don't want anyone in my life to feel like a project that I'm trying to fix, but at the same time, that's something I'm dealing with at the moment, and so a lot of my friends are struggling at the moment, and maybe they need time away from their phones, and I've sent them messages, and they haven't responded, which is absolutely fine, but I take it personally, and I start to overthink, and I start to think that I've done something wrong, that this person hates me, when in reality, that's not the case at all, and the thing is, it just gets me so down, it gets me so frustrated, because I'm just so sensitive, and I'm so sensitive when people, and I don't get constant reassurance, which is a very annoying thing, and I'm being very self-aware, because I know these are things I need to change about myself, these are things that I want to get better from, and not be so needy for reassurance constantly and just like know that unless someone's said to me hey I don't want to be your friend right now or hey I need some space or anything like that I shouldn't jump to assumptions I shouldn't make assumptions and jump to conclusions because half the time it's not about you it's not about me if someone is struggling it's got nothing to do with you it's neither your place to help them as in like intensely help them and it's also not your place to make assumptions about your position in their life because people go through shit and all you can be is a friend you can't expect too much from them you can't have expectations of them and sometimes people just need space and that's absolutely okay so I guess that's just something I've been trying to deal with in the last couple of days and also I've been missing my dad a lot um I've really been missing him a lot and I think the time to myself has allowed me to grieve him a bit better because I feel like the last year since he died it's just been go 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 it's been so hard because I've just been almost I mean I use my eating disorder as a coping mechanism to distract myself and now I'm not in work because I'm ill and I just have time to sit to myself and think it's it's definitely got me <laughs> the grief um but that's okay, and I think we can't avoid things forever. I think there are times where it's best not to process things because maybe you're not in the right place, mentally or physically, and I think now I am in the right place, and so it's just going to come, and it's going to be a whole new wave, a whole new journey, and bring on. <laughs> Let's just get into today's episode because it's something I'm very passionate about talking about. (laughs) Um, It's something that I genuinely have felt so much in my life and I know so many other people feel this with an eating disorder and that is the idea that you're not sick enough. Now this is going to be different for every single person, there's always going to be different reasons for everyone but I decided to ask on my Instagram why they didn't feel sick enough. I got about 500 answers, I went through them and I wrote down the answers and honestly considering I asked 500 people or I got 500 responses there were about 15, 10 to 15 of the same repeated answers and it just goes to show that it just goes to show that we think that we're so different from everyone else, we think that everyone else is sick enough and we're not but at the end of the day I was getting people from all backgrounds, all genders, all ages, all different 
paths, all different points in recovery and I think it's just very interesting that there were about 15, 10 to 15 answers that that everyone was saying. So I'm just going to name a few because maybe you relate, I know I relate to a lot of these and the thing is during different times of my eating disorder these have changed. So what I used to think was sick enough when I was maybe early on in my eating disorder, I didn't think is sick enough later on in my eating disorder and so and so. And I think that'll be the same for anyone. So I just want to read these out. And again, if this does not apply to you, I don't want to list this and then you feel like that is sick enough because everyone is different. So a lot of people said that they didn't feel sick enough because they never fainted they weren't at a lower weight, they didn't look anorexic because they compared themselves to others and they were always bigger, not skinny enough, haven't struggled long enough or badly enough, eat too much, eat things that aren't quotation marks anorexic things to eat, having an NG tube and like someone said that since being weight restored the appointments they have, the psychology, psychology, the psychiatric appointments they have are less and less. People say that they don't feel sick enough because they eat without feeling guilt, they were never dangerously underweight, people don't comment on how sick they are, people are worse than them, they're a healthy weight, never been hospitalised, never been underweight, doctors invalidate you, diagnosed as atypical anorexia, not diagnosed, blood works normal, eating fear foods, thinking Oh, this is an interesting point. Someone said that they think recovery is waiting for us after reaching our worst point. Now, that is something I completely relate to and I will talk about a bit more. Someone doesn't feel sick enough because they didn't lose their period. Others on social media seem sicker, not being visibly sick enough. Heart rate's normal, never stopped eating, binging, clothing sizes weren't low, all these type of things, right? Now, I kid you not, every single one of these is either to do with our physical bodies or it's to do with comparison. So I then decided to ask what sick enough is. Now again, I had about 500 answers, but I kid you not, there are about six answers, like actual answers, because everyone was repeating the same thing. Now this is very interesting. So listen to this. What is sick enough? Someone said dead. Well, I say someone, about 100 people said dead. Someone said it doesn't exist because it will never be enough. Someone said emaciated, being the skinniest version of yourself, near death, or a stereotypical anorexic. Now, this is very interesting because all the things that people don't feel sick enough is never actually a reason, never actually an answer for what is sick enough. So it doesn't correspond. So if I'm asking you why you don't feel sick enough and you say you're not underweight, then when I ask what is sick enough, no one said underweight. And the thing is, it it really just goes to show how irrational our concept of sick enough is. So I am going to talk about my experience with the concept of sick enough. Now, I will be talking about um, specific things, nothing relating to my weight or my body or anything like that, but I just feel like I want to give my point of view from this because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. So, I remember at the very beginning of my eating disorder, I used to look at people on TikTok and feel so invalidated because I didn't look like them. 
they would post what I eat in a day videos and half the time they'd be eating less in recovery than I was during my eating disorder. I wanted to get down to a certain BMI. Now, you can probably relate to this, wanting to get down to a low weight. I wanted to get down to a certain BMI because only then would I think I had a problem. And so I would try to get down to my BMI goal. But the thing is, I would get to that BMI, I'd get to that weight goal and automatically I would want to go down, I'd want to lose more weight because I didn't feel the things I thought I would feel when I reached that weight, which was sick enough. Now, the thing is, this kept happening. This happened for a long time. I would reach a certain weight, not feel happy, not feel satisfied, not feel any of the things I thought I would feel and think, oh, I'll I'll feel those things when I get to a lower weight and a low weight and a low weight. And the thing is, it's like a domino effect because you're searching for a feeling that you're not gonna get from a weight change. Now, this is something I was hesitant to say, but at the same time, um, I think is important. So, I um, would lose weight, and it got to a point where my physical health was quite compromised, and the thing is, if you're listening to this and think, well, you're sicker than me because my eating disorder never affected my physical health, so I'm not sick enough, I want to tell you something. Every single person with an eating disorder has been a healthy weight. We were all healthy weights when we were kids, right? Unless, I don't know, you had an illness. Every single one of us has probably thought, I'll be sick enough if I become underweight. Like, let's not lie. We have all had that thought. And maybe some people reach that. Maybe some people become underweight. And many, many, many others don't. Now, you know the percentage only like 6% of people with eating disorders are underweight. So again, when I say many, many people do not reach underweight, like uh, do not become underweight, I mean that and you can Google it yourself. You're not alone. If you have not been underweight, that is actually the majority. Like 94% of people is the vast, vast majority. So please do not feel like you are this invalid healthy person just because your weight or your BMI is saying healthy because that's not true we all know that's not true so now it is difficult because you will start to compare yourself and feel like a Quidditch max failed anorexic if you haven't been underweight so automatically you're telling yourself that you're invalid but all these other people are valid the thing is you or someone else is sick enough We all say that eating disorders are not weight disorders and yet at the same time, we don't believe this about our own eating disorder. I can sit here and I can tell you eating disorders are not weight disorders and your weight does not validate you and it also does not invalidate you and it doesn't equal how sick you are and that is true. But at the same time, I'm telling myself one thing and I'm telling you a different thing it's double standards and the thing is it just reinforces the idea that eating disorders are a weight competition. The recovery community isn't a weight loss competition but at the same time sometimes it feels like it. It is an illness recovery community and yet at the same time we see so many people's bodies all over this community. Now I was having a look at the anxiety recovery community and there were no fit checks or videos of people's bodies. Now, 
before you think I'm accusing anyone of body checking, I'm not about to say that every time you post your body in your recovery account, you are body checking. I'm not. But at the same time, you know deep down why you are doing it. Maybe it's not intentional or obvious, but you are choosing to include your body in a video targeting people in eating disorder recovery. Why? Like, because as much as we want to deny it, our eating disorders thrive off competition. And by posting your body in your account, you're entering yourself into that competition whether you like it or not. And you might not see what you've posted, that video, that photo of your body as an attempt to make others compare themselves to you, but others will see that as competition and use it to make themselves feel less valid or less sick. Now, I'm not judging you for that because at times in my life I have posted videos where I did fit checks on my recovery account or I posted um, like TikToks where you could see my arms in or you could see my chest in or my collarbones in or my body in and you know what it's hard to constantly have to cover yourself up but at the same time I think there is a deeper issue going on I think there is something else going on and we just have to be much more cautious of it okay we cannot constantly avoid it but at the same time we can definitely be a bit more cautious about it because when I think back to when I started um, restricting when my eating sort of really began I remember I'd come on TikTok to look at the recovery community and I would actually just use the recovery community as motivation to lose weight because the thing is, it's not like any other mental health recovery community. It's not like anxiety recovery. It's not like depression recovery. People are not showing their bodies in in every single post or doing fit checks on their depression page. And I think that's because it's not a competition to be the thinnest where it sometimes feels like it is in the recovery community now I just wanted to talk about that I wanted to talk about um how the recovery community can sometimes be a sickness competition or a weight loss competition because I think this is really harmful but at the same time we all kind of feed into it you know it's become so normal now and we kind of need to just call bullshit out and not not attack anyone that's not what I'm saying but just look inwards look at yourself and ask yourself if you're posting a TikTok with your body in it for the right reasons because you have to be aware that you're posting this to vulnerable people you're posting this to people who have an illness revolving around their body and comparison so you just have to be a bit more cautious now similarly we say there's no anorexic stereotype right And yet a lot of people responded to my question of asking them why they didn't feel sick enough by saying they didn't look anorexic. I get it. I've had the same thoughts because not looking like what you think you should look like or told you should look like is horrible. It makes you feel embarrassed and ashamed to say you have an eating disorder. Now, I spoke to someone I love um, recently who struggles with an eating disorder And they said they felt embarrassed to say they had an eating disorder because of the way their body looked. Now, it's a very, very hard thing to navigate. And I've been there myself where I thought, you know what? I don't look like I have an issue. Because growing up and constantly now, even in the media, we are constantly fed the idea that an anorexic person is emaciated is very skinny is white is a young teenage girl and the thing is when you do not resemble what you're told you should resemble you feel so 
I can't even explain it, it's horrible, and the thing is, we also kind of reinforce this stereotype of what an anorexic looks like by telling ourselves that we do not look anorexic. Now, you can say to, say you have a recovery page, you can tell everyone on your recovery page that, you know what, it's not a weight disorder, you know what, there is no luck to an eating disorder, but you're still telling yourself that, so it doesn't matter what you say to anyone else, if you're telling yourself, you know what, you don't look anorexic, Emily, Mm, you need to lose weight before you can even say you have an eating disorder, it's like, what good is that doing for you, like seriously, what good is that doing for you? I think about it like this, cancer patients do not go to chemotherapy, sit in a room with other cancer patients, comparing themselves and thinking, ah, Karen looks like she has cancer and I don't, that means my cancer diagnosis isn't valid, I have to get sicker to deserve a cancer diagnosis. It sounds fucking crazy, right? But if you replace the word cancer with eating disorder, then it doesn't sound crazy at all, it sounds like something you have probably thought to yourself and also heard other people say. So, this is the thing, right? If you say the sentence again, replacing cancer with eating disorder, it goes like this. Oh, Karen looks like she has anorexia and I don't. That means my anorexia diagnosis isn't valid. I have to get sicker to deserve an anorexia diagnosis. You have probably told yourself that, okay? You've probably told yourself that and yet when you put it in the terms of a different illness like cancer or something like that, you think it's bizarre because it is. And the thing is it becomes so normalised so normalized that now we don't even realize it's a problem when we say it we're not even realizing that we are tying our physical body to a mental illness like i think the easiest thing you can do or the best thing you can do for yourself is separate your mentality your personality your brain your mind your illness from your body they are two separate entities one can affect the other and vice versa but at the same time if you have a problem in your brain that has nothing to do with your body. Now, losing weight, having physical health complications is a sometimes experienced side effect of having an eating disorder, but at the same time, it's nowhere in the diagnostic criteria for having an eating disorder. It was in the past, but that was because of how misunderstood eating disorders were, right? But now it's been removed, and the thing is, it's very hard especially when you've been invalidated by doctors or you've been invalidated by anyone professional, you feel like, you know what, they know what they're talking about, they've probably seen people sicker than me, and you know what, I used to feel the exact same way. When I went for eating disorder therapy, my therapist would um, come out of the room with a different patient she had before me, and I would constantly think you know what they're thinner than me I bet my therapist takes her more seriously than she does me and the thing is we're constantly doing this without even realizing we're constantly comparing ourselves without even realizing we're doing it and the thing is it's really hard to ignore um medical invalidation and medical gaslighting it's so difficult but at the same time you go to a doctor's appointment you spend however long in that room they only know of you what they have learned in that session, they don't know anything about you, they don't spend every single second with you, they don't live inside of your brain or your body, so no one knows better than you, and the thing is, 
deep down you know you have an issue, deep down you know you have an eating disorder and yet you're letting all these judgments of yourself, you're letting all this comparison feed at you and make you feel like you have a fake eating disorder or you don't have an eating disorder. But the thing is, I've heard lots of people say it and I'm going to say it again, a healthy person doesn't crave sickness, okay? And I want you to know that no matter your weight, no matter your size, no matter your experience, no matter if you've had any physical health complications, whether you've been impatient or not, whether you've had an NG tube or not, anything like that genuinely does not change how severe your eating disorder is, okay? Now, I'm going to use this as an example. So, I know two people with eating disorders, um, this is just an example, but I know two people with eating disorders, different weights, and yet one person has treatment and the other person doesn't. The person with the higher weight has treatment and the person with the lower weight does not have treatment. The person at the higher weight has been impatient and the person at the lowest weight hasn't been impatient. The person at the higher weight has had an NG tube, the person at the lower weight hasn't. Now, the thing is, when I first met this person who, I won't lie, I think you know, shit, this person's emaciated. When I first met this person, I was so baffled at how they had never had any treatment, they had never had an NG tube, they've never fainted, they've never had all these things that we think losing weight will make happen, right? And the thing is, your health is not proportional to your weight. Now, what I mean by that is you can be losing weight, you could have lost weight, it doesn't mean your health is going to decline um, proportionally. Now, what I mean by that is I don't want to come across as saying, oh, you can lose weight and not have any health issues. No. But at the same time, you can have a healthy BMI person struggle with a health issue as a result of their eating disorder, and you can have someone at a lower weight struggle with a health issue Um, not struggle with the health issue because of their eating disorder, right? And so when I say that your weight and your health are not directly proportional, what I mean is you can experience very serious health complications at any weight, okay? You can experience very severe and very debilitating mental health issues and but also thoughts at higher weight. And the thing is we're constantly chasing weight loss we're constantly thinking that losing weight is going to solve all our issues losing weight is going to make us feel sick enough because all these things are going to happen your eating disorder is telling you that you have to achieve so many things to reach this level of sickness but at the same time this level of sickness doesn't exist it's it's stupid right it doesn't exist because Every time you reach a goal, every time you do something your eating disorder classifies as sick enough, the goalpost moves, okay? And it's like you're constantly being teased, right? Oh, get to this weight and you'll be sick enough. So you get to that weight. You get to that weight and the goalpost moves. And then, oh, get to this weight and then you'll be sick enough. And the thing is, you can go on and on. You can lose all the weight in the world, but you're never going to feel sick enough because you're never going to satisfy your eating disorder or do everything it says, it's never going to get off your back. It's never going to stop demanding more from you. And the thing is, you know this. You know that there is no sick enough. You know from personal experience that every time you've reached a goal, 
that the goalpost moves a bit further away from you and then you have to try and reach a new goal. I want you to think about this. Say you get to your ultimate goal weight, say you do everything for your eating disorder, say you achieve everything your eating disorder wants you to achieve, what then? Now my therapist first said this to me, she said okay but what happens when you get to that goal weight? Do you think you're just magically going to be able to either one maintain it or two get any worse? Like seriously right, say for example you want to get down to a certain weight, what happens when you get to that weight? Because the thing is, you're never going to let yourself have more calories than you were having. You're never going to let yourself have the food you always told yourself you were going to be able to have when you got to a certain weight. You're never going to be able to let yourself go up in weight. We all tell ourselves that we have to get to our absolute worst before we can recover, before we can get any better. But imagine this, imagine you get to your absolute worst. Do you really think your eating disorder is going to let you do anything about it? Do you think your eating disorder is going to finally say, you know what? You can finally recover. You can finally eat the food you want to eat. It's not going to happen. And I think that was a really profound moment for me because I did realise in that moment, you know what? That's true. I can get down to that weight that I really want to be. But how would I be able to live with that? Because if things are already bad now if I think I want to get worse how am I going to be able to cope I'm not going to be able to cope now it's tricky it is tricky especially when you are suicidal because one of the things I think that drew me to my eating disorder was the chance that I could potentially die from it and I felt in a way my eating disorder was a form of slow suicide now it's very difficult because to even want to recover you have to want to have a life you want to have to live so what do you deal with first do you deal with recovering first or you deal with trying to find a will to live now I was stuck in a situation in January I was thinking there's no way I can recover because I don't even want to live I have nothing to live for I have no future I don't want a future, so why am I recovering? But that's the thing. You have to almost force yourself to act upon recovery behaviours. You have to act upon self-care, looking after yourself, nourishing yourself, before you can expect a change of your thoughts. Now, it's a very, very scary process. It's like jumping off a ledge not knowing where you're going to land, right? It's terrifying. You have to trust the process though. And I say this because I did. I trusted the process. And the thing is, I think what's funny is you never realise how sick you were until you get better. And I want to say this um, because in the last couple of days, I have actually had a bit of a realisation that I was actually quite sick. I was looking at Snapchat videos, I saw body checks and that was the first time in since developing an eating disorder I thought you know what shit that girl was not well mentally or physically and it makes me sad now and that's the first time I've been able to see myself properly because I've never been able to see myself properly ever no matter how bad things 
got. I always thought, you know what? People have it worse. People look worse. People are thinner than me. People are more sick than me. And I'm trying to tell you now that you really will not understand how sick you were, how sick you are, until you get better. It's a long process, but the thing is you're never going to be able to see yourself the way you are. You're never going to realise you're sick enough. You're never going to see yourself as you are until you get better. You can try and lose all the weight you think you need to lose before you feel sick enough, but it's never going to come, right? And I'm trying to save you getting worse before you get better is absolutely something you do not have to do. I used to think all the time that I had to get much worse before I deserved to get better, but now I look back and think I regret doing that so much. I regret thinking that so much. I regret letting myself do that because ultimately I had to gain the weight back anyway, you know, and I feel like you're just postponing it. You're just postponing the inevitable recovery and it's so exhausting and it's like why are you making this harder for yourself one thing I want to let you know or one thing I want to remind you of is that the more time you postpone recovery the one worse things get two the harder recovery gets and also you miss out on so much life you miss out on so much and only when you're in recovery only when you are doing well in recovery can you see how much you've missed out on and you kind of just wish you had a normal life and you kind of start realizing that you know what gaining weight's not scary because I've got my life back now I just thought today's episode was something I should have talked about a long time ago because of how important it is and how significant it is in all of our recoveries but I just want to let you know that you are sick enough please do not let yourself get worse before you think you can get better and please please try and stop comparing yourself to other people because everyone everyone does not feel sick enough no one feels sick enough and the thing is you have to remember that you're already sick enough you are already deserving of help you are already deserving of getting better and I promise you if you get better now future you will not regret it if you decide to postpone recovery until you get worse your future self will regret it and will feel like they've missed out on so many things and so many opportunities so take extra good care of yourself and i'll see you in the next episode i love you and goodbye